Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. It's May, Andy. First Saturday in May this week. That means it's time to race for the roses. Is that what they say? Oh my God. I, I say this all the time. I say this like every time we bring up something. The run for the roses? It is, it is a good weekend. Like NBA playoffs, NHL weekend. playoffs, MLB. We've got a, a, we just went through both uh, Champions League semifinal first legs. There's a golf tournament again I'm definitely going to get involved with. Probably post some plays tonight. Like, and obviously. Yeah, a giant horse race. It is very exciting. May's May's a great month, and you know we said this on uh, Ball Boys, Kelly and I's tennis podcast. Like it's a super good month for tennis too, if you're into that sort of thing. There's two That's masters, it. two masters and slam. It's the most action packed men's tennis uh, month of the year too. Another interesting wrinkle today's podcast episode is sponsored by TVG. Uh, this is uh, exciting for us to be uh, partnered up with uh, TGV for this year's Kentucky Derby. They are a legitimate uh, legal sports betting entity here in the United States, also a TV channel. Uh, and, uh, you know, this was an easy decision to partner with these guys for this uh, this opportunity uh, because I, I love using TVG to bet horses myself. Like, this is my preferred platform. Uh, they have a slick app uh, for getting your horse wagering uh you know, you're getting your horse bets down. Uh, and, um, you know, it's here in California, at least there is legitimately no better way to, to play the ponies. Uh, and uh, they've offered listeners of the deep dive a uh, free $100 if you sign up uh, and use the promo code whalecapper uh, at tvg.com. So if you're going to bet the horse, and, and literally, like, this was an easy decision for me because every year the you know, Kentucky Derby comes around. I yeah, love we actually, we actually I use love this. betting it. I love betting this. I, I mean, I love betting this event year over year. This is one of my favorite kind of standalone events to get down on. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I discovered T TVG is kind of a great alternative to the kind of using the, the offshore sports books for, you know, because the offshore sports books have race books attached and they're all kind of, they're, they're very difficult to m manage in my opinion. Like I don't love the interface. I don't love the information that's available there. You, you know, TGV app, you can actually watch a bunch of races too, which is pretty cool. Well, and, um, and anyone who's ever been to the track and has yeah, used the, the right. terminals, if, you, if yeah. you're not, not the guy that has to be going to the counter and talk to somebody, I like doing that too, but the terminals that you use at the track, it's a lot more similar to that than, than a lot of the offshore sports books are. And yeah, yeah. like, again, it's, you know, we decided to, you know, this is something we both used. Which yeah, sucks because right, I, I right. now I now I can't get the now I can't <laughs> I know, get the, I know, I know. I'm not a first time <laughs> signer. So I, I know. Same no, thing. It, I was literally it, like trying to tell my wife, like what I like you probably should sign up for this and I'll you know, I'll tell you what to play. Uh but yeah, I mean you know, basically like, you know, first of all, you get yeah, double your deposit if you put down a hundred uh hundred dollars and use the com promo code whalecapper, uh all one word no uh, underscore like my twitter handle um and you know it's I, I we don't get a kickback from this this is not an affiliation they literally just paid us to me to tweet about it once and then to to be kind of 
talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. So um, it's worthy. It's a worthy uh, uh, app and a worthy way to bet horses. Um, and uh, instead of playing, you know, and realistically, like none of us are horse racing experts, handicapping experts. Uh, and Disclaimer. if you're talking, yeah, if you're if you're like a hundred bucks, that's it. Like, I mean, let's be serious. Like, how much should you really be putting down on horse racing this week if you have no idea what you're doing? Uh, that's probably a reasonable starting place for for a lot of the people who are kind of get just getting into this space. So, uh, with all that, uh, I look forward to uh, to using the the TGV Enterprise, and you know, we'll see where this goes. We'll see if we can move the needle uh, as far as being a legitimate sponsor. So it's it's pretty exciting. And, um, and the more yeah, the more people yeah. that do bet on that, the bigger the pools get because that's I, true. That's uh, and that's how we make our money with our winners. That's right. That's right, man. Great point. Because uh, how does this work? Paramutual betting. Let's let's right. give a little quick snapshot. Why is this different than uh, a, a typical sports betting market? What's, and, yeah, what's and we your, should ta- we should talk about this. We should talk about like fixed odds because I have placed some futures at some some sports books, and those are fixed odds. I bet. I don't know. One of the horses, I can't remember. I bet a bunch of horses today, actually. But I bet game winner earlier, um, like a month or two ago, at a certain price. I think it's 7, 8, or 9 to 1. But that's, that's my price, no matter what. And, you know, the, the line has moved. If you still want to bet it, you still can get into it. And that's still a fixed price. When that race goes off and that horse wins, I'm getting paid those odds on my wager. Whereas paramutual, which is, gosh, it's pretty much only used in horse racing, or if you really want to get high lie, how is it? High lie, how do you say that? Anyway. Uh, uh, greyhounds, greyhound racing. Great greyhounds, yes. Anything where they there's ranked winners, where you have first, second, third place. Yeah, frog jumping contest. Frog yep. jumping contest, pig yep. races, anything like that. <laughs> that we use paramutual. So I guess a good, ex- just an example is all, when you make a bet, your bet goes into a pool. And the pool is based on the bet. So if you're betting a horse to win, every single bet, every single dollar anybody places on that race for that, you know, that any horse they're betting, all that money just gets pooled together. And then, I mean, this is the crappy part. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's the same. The, you know, the, the pr- provider has to get theirs. So they take the vague off the top. So let, I mean, just say, say the pool is a thousand bucks and they take their 10%. The pool is now $900. So that all that money is going to get split up with uh, whoever wins the race. I mean, that's what's going to happen there. So the odds, I mean, the odds are going to be based off that. You know, just say, say there was $300 left and uh, there was $100 bet into the winning pool. The odds are now three to one. Yep. So every, every dollar placed on the winning horse has to be paid out with what is left in that pool. So yep. if you had, if in that first example, there was 900 bucks left after the, after the provider took their money, if $300 were placed in bets on the winner, every, you know, those bets would be placed commensurately at, or paid at three to one. So it's, yep. it's all just based on what's left after they get there. So if you're thinking, if anything, maybe you should get into taking horse bets because <laughs> more than more than anything, you know, and the sports books with the juice, the vig, they're getting sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> but sure. you know, you're all, a you know, here about risk management. Yeah, there, yeah, there is a little more risk management. This is the ultimate, and I, I don't care who wins. We're taking our ten percent off the top. Yeah, so this is a very yeah. egalitarian system. Yeah, with they, the mar- with, yeah, yeah, they the market get is determined. No the matter market what, is de- you're right. The market is determined when the race fires. And, uh, and so, you know, so part, and that makes it, that makes it a little bit more challenging from a handicapping perspective because 
you know, you have experts out there who are who hang a morning line. Uh, they hang a you know an expected price, uh, and then you know that actual you know the actual odds um, you know will vary depending on you know what you know how people feel. I'll never forget last year was wild. There was like all of this sharp action on my boy Jack. You remember that? Oh, like, I do. He, like his morning line was like twenty five. Well, he, he was the mud horse. He was the mudder. Right. That's right. He he was the sharp. He was the wise guy mudder. Uh, and it was like, oh, it's raining. You know, like the night before, it was like, oh, it's going to be a torrential downpour tomorrow. Uh, and then overnight, like we woke up Saturday morning and we were like, you know, we'd been talking a lot about the, the race and, you know, doing our work and our homework and stuff. And they you know, wake up on Saturday morning. We're like, why is my boy Jack five to one now? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that's and, and, yeah. wild. And, and that's and, the you know, fun part yeah. about the that's fun part about the pools, too. Like. You're not, let's say you bet a, a horse that's, oh, five, six, seven to one. You know, not, not a, and it's different, obviously, with most horse races don't have 20 horses in it. This is a whole different kind of field. <clears throat> but if your horse wins, you can also get excited about other things that are happening. Let's say you bet a horse to place, you know, first or yeah, second. Sure. That's a whole, you know, that's a whole different pool. Every place bet that was placed. Now, if if your horse got second place and you you win your bet and some crazy ass long shot got first, that's even better for you, because a lot of money is going to come in on favorites, and like I said, the pool is based off all the losing bets. So if if horses that are taking a lot of money don't don't win the particular bet in the pool that they're in that you're betting into, the pools just get bigger and your odds increase. So your odds can increase based on other things that are happening with other horses, just based on where the money went. So it, yeah. it's, that's why, and that's why if you've ever bet, you just, you don't know what your bet was worth until they post the odds because in things like place bets, show bets, exactas, trifectas, superfectas, a ton of it is based on, you know, who lost. It's, it's really yeah, right. yeah, exactly. not just, not just who you bet to win, but who else lost and how much money they took. So you right. get a bunch of, you get a couple of long shots on the board and you got a place or a show bet. Your, your odds could be, I mean, greatly increased just based on the pool going way up. Yeah. So similar, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Not knowing. Right. Similar kind of concept when you do the uh, trifectas, superfectas, uh, the, um, we, you won't know until, uh, you even an exacta. You can you can roughly estimate you can what an exa you can roughly estimate what an exact is going to pay. Um, but you're not going to know uh what the trifecta or superfectas is going to pay until you see uh you know the the race you know the parameter the pool itself is calculated and posted you know usually about within five minutes or so after the race. Um, but that's yeah. you know so basically like you're you know if you're doing. Uh, of an exacta that's effectively a parlay like you're saying this horse is going to get first this horse is going to get second like that's that you know you're you're um you know you're conditioning your probabilities there uh and and pairing those together you can box them in a way that you know it doesn't matter which goes first or which comes second but it costs twice as much or you know or your payout is half depending on you know how you want to structure that i guess but uh you know that the, the um, you're, you know, people think of like, well, if I'm going to pay place parlay, like if I put a $5 bet on these two horses to finish first and second, well, what's it going to pay? Well, you know, you, you don't really you don't know. know. You don't Based really on whatever know. else so, betting. Exactly. And in a case like this, the pool is enormous because right. Here, right. here's the thing too. If you're betting at your local track, 
there's wise, you know, well, I don't say wise guys, but the horse degenerates, let's say, you know, there's people, those people that are sitting there with their laptops and all these, you know, binders and shit at the horse track, they're not sitting there betting on the horses outside. Those guys are betting on all sorts of tracks and they're putting into the, you know, you could be betting at your local track in Santa Anita and, you know, people up at Canterbury in Minnesota are adding to your winnings by placing losing bets. Like yeah. That's why it takes, that's why you can't go cash a ticket immediately. They, there's a lot, and that's why it takes so long with the Derby to actually post those numbers because yeah, the pools right. are enormous. They have to, they have to take in a ton of information to figure out the pool. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's a ton of, it's like one of, one of my biggest bets I ever won was a, a trifecta box where I took four or five horses, you know, and you have to get first, second and third, right. And I had at least four horses in it because it was a photo finish for third. <laughs> and it didn't and it and it didn't matter it didn't it didn't matter i had both horses i had actually picked all four of the first four horses right wow which i should i guess i should have done super super yeah no and i i mean i didn't have them in the right order you know in yeah. the right order i did no, it sure, was a sure, box sure, sure. I, I boxed it so essentially i was making a whole bunch of bets but one of them right. was right and if the photo finish went the other way that one was right so i was sitting there with a ticket that was going to cash for you know it was going to be a four-figure win which was nice because I don't bet, I don't bet a ton at the track, but I I'd, yeah. I'd had a good day. I was going heavier, and I had no idea, and I had to wait like twenty minutes because they had to look at the camera shots forever. It was agonizing because yeah, oh, like sure. you said, I I knew I'd won. I just had no idea how much, and yeah. you you really you have to put the that's oh that's the thrill. That's such yeah. a thrill is is putting the ticket back in the machine or giving it to the counter and seeing the number pop up because you you can have an idea but you'll never really know. Yeah. The, the so like last math. year, last year that. in the Kentucky Derby, for instance, uh, the top three were chalky as hell, right? Justify yeah. was the favorite. Good Magic was co- was like a second you know second favorite, and Audible was in the top five in terms of odds. And sure enough, so you know, so the the trifecta payout was not all that impressive. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, what was it like two dollar or no, a $1 trifecta paid 141. That's, that's yeah. not impressive really for a trifecta. You should be looking at a oh. much higher than 141 to one, but, but, but yeah, pick, pick the first place. three horses in the right but, order, but the, I know out of I a know. 20 yeah. horse field, but yeah, still, it, 141, should be it should be a lot more than that. Yeah, and and usually, usually the, the key of playing exacto trifecta, uh, superfectas is really to spread out and to cover a, ha- a ton of the space. You do not want to be, you know, like just, playing $10 on, you know, what you gear your gut feel for one single option. You really need to spread this out. Especially if there's a 20, especially if there's a 20, 20 horse field. Um, But last year, uh, the fourth place horse instilled regard went off at 85 to one. That was one of the highest numbers of any horse to go off in the Kentucky Derby in like the last 10 years. And he hit fourth, which turned a $1 super effective payout into 20 grand and i, I gotta tell you man a dollar to win 20 grand uh by hitting instilled regard in your super effective would have been absolutely wild um especially because i know a lot of people out there were keying justify one because he was so clearly the best horse last year um wow. and so basically if you get down to the fourth place and you just take every horse in the field and it happens to come in with one of the wild horses like instilled regard 85 to one 
uh, that really juices the payout because not a lot of other people did that, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, that's his and own I mean, did, My, Yeah, real quick. Did uh, you wanna, I mean, did we want to touch a little on just, I think most people know the basics, but I mean, that was something I didn't learn until a few years ago was the key. Like, I oh, honestly, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I'd go to a horse track, this is not I'd, a year I'd, make, this, some, I'd make some exacto boxes. No, it's not yeah. a year to do it. But like last year, that was a good point. So when you make an, a box, you're making, it's a round robin bet. And if you don't know what yeah, a round a robin round, bet exactly, is, we'll, we'll exactly. start over with that some other yeah. time. But you're making a <laughs> bunch of comedy, like with, what, with three yeah. horses, what's that? <clears throat> Six bets for a, yeah. an exacto? Yes. So you're making like a round robin where in this case, they can't all win. Unlike a real round robin in sports betting. In this case, you know, they can't all win. It's not going to happen. There's only one combination that can happen in an exacta or trifecta because it's just how horses work. They're only going to run the race once. But in, in a case of a key, if you feel very strongly about who's going to win and you just want to make a bunch of combinations for second, then you, you can cut. I mean, it's it, with an exacta, you're cutting how much money you have to put it in half. Yeah, you can right. say I want Justified to win the race, and then I think one of these four horses will come in second. You're making four bets instead of you know I I don't know the horse math. I'm terrible at this. What's uh what's a five five horse exacta box a bunch? Uh, uh yes yes yes. I wish we have this info in front of us. It's two two to the. Yeah, Two to the fifth power. Yeah, something like that. Who knows? Anyway. But either yeah, either anyway. way, yeah, it's a good way to to cut down on the number of exacta boxes you're placing or exacta yes, box bets exactly. because yeah. if you feel strongly about a horse, like this horse is for sure taking first. Or right, I mean, of, you could yeah, you right. could even yeah. be a couple horses. Say I think one of these two finishes first or second, and then one of these three extra horses, and you can even have one horse in both sections. It's. Uh, it's a good way to do things. Um, I, if if you do feel strongly, if it's that kind of field, yeah. in a field that's wide open like this, it might be a little dicey because this is this is going to be a fun race, I think. Because I do too. There there isn't yeah. like a super strong favorite, and there was this morning. I don't know. I was out for lunch. <laughs> um, I I'm not even going to try to pronounce what was wrong with this horse, but I can't either. Omaha Beach has we're going to call it E E a little E E, which is a a horse disease and it's it's horrifying apparently i don't know what it is i did not look it up but either way it's basically a chesty out. cough it's a chesty yeah. cough yeah it's cough and cold season entrapped, even for horses entrapped he had he had an entrapped epiglottis which basically like you know he had like the equivalent of a you know i think that's the equivalent of like early onset pneumonia right like you just yeah. have like yeah because yeah, little, little uh little shit in your chest a little mucus i believe there. i mean just off the top i think an epiglottis uh, i mean is it that triangular shaped cartilage that lies at the base of the airway just in front of uh i can't pronounce this next sure word, which i'm reading yep. the trachea <laughs> the trachea or the, the, the uh the arytenoid cartilages which oh, come yeah, in that, the airway that, during sure. swallowing sure sure yeah, yeah that's the it's, it's normally located <laughs> above the dorsal soft palate Anyway, um, real quick before we get into yeah, this. Yeah, we lost, we lost the horse. I know. We lost the the best horse, in my opinion. And, I mean, I, I look, like if we had recorded this a couple of hours before that news, uh, it would have been an embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing podcasts that I've ever been a part of because I would have literally been like, stop, gushing. stop. I would have been gushing about Omaha Beach. He had, he had the best jockey in the field. 
by far, most accomplished jockey in the field by far. Last year's triple crown winning jockey, Mike Smith. Uh, he had the most impressive performances of any horse coming into this race. He had the lineage of, you know, of a good horse in the mud. He had a good draw in 12. Like literally all the pieces came together of this being like a perfect day of racing for him. And now he's out. And so that opens this up wide open. Uh, we're going to uh, invite a guest on in a few minutes here to help us break down the race and kind of handicap all the horse. Someone who does this much more regularly than we yeah. do. You know, as, we as did, we yeah, the do. disclaimer but, yeah. was we don't bet. I go up to the track a few times this summer, but honestly, like at least one or two times, I'm going with my children. Like it's it's like a family day out. I'm not the guy with the laptop and the binder there betting. Although I will bet on other tracks, and I'll do it in Vegas too. I love sitting and betting on harness racing, but I don't do it as much as a lot of people do. And it'll be interesting to get a take from someone who who bets a lot of horses and has for many years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know, I mean, I, honestly, like try to change you know, a couple couple things before we get into this. First of all, try to change your mindset. If you're into sports betting, if you're into handicapping the outcome of a very specific event where the likelihoods are about 50-50 or, you know, whatever the likelihoods are of a specific, if that's your kind of mind, mindset, if you're handicapping point spreads or totals generally, like try to open up your mind a little bit and think about a horse race a little bit different framework because it literally any given horse race and the Kentucky Derby is, a, is maybe the, the paramount example because there's 20 horses in this field and there's tons of uncertainty because we've never seen these horses run against each other uh, all together. We've seen certain horses run against each other in smaller races with their very different conditions, a lot shorter distances. So, you know, th there's just a ton of uncertainty about the Kentucky Derby, which makes it so fun. You really have to be considering like, okay, low stakes, cover you know spread things out you're just kind of looking for certain aspects that you think you can uh you know you can key in on here and you know there'll be some other things that we talk about as we go through the handicap here you might hear us mention things like pick four pick three um that's different than a trifecta and you know a trifecta you're basically picking the order of horses in a single race whereas a pick three you are picking the winner three races in a row uh, and, uh, so we'll probably bring up some pick four options, some pick three options. We'll see. Uh, I like to play horses that way because that's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then you may, you, the other thing we're going to get into for sure. And this is again, going back to our sponsor TVG. This is, I don't know where else you can play this. I'm sure that other horse horse, yeah, I'm sure you can play this other places, but I but love, don't. love the Oaks Derby double. That is one of my favorites. That is a fun can, uh, It's so, so fun. The premier race on Friday of the Kentucky Derby weekend is the Kentucky Oaks. They trot out the same age uh, as the Kentucky um, Derby horses, but they're all fillies. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a little shorter race, but it's longer than these fillies typically run. That like, means it's, it's lady like, a, horses. La the lady horses, right. Uh, and it's like, what, three-year-old lady horses, basically? Um, and it's, it's just as fun, if not more fun, than the Derby, in my opinion. Um, this year's Oaks looks as fun to handicap as the Derby, if not more, in my opinion, just because it, they're very different races, uh, the way that they're shaping up. Um, and it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a ton of fun. If you can hit the winner of the Oaks on Friday and the winner of the Derby on Saturday, number one, these are the two races that you have the most information on the biggest pools and the biggest payday. So let's get into this, man. Let's, let's handicap this race without further ado. Let's welcome our guest horse racing aficionado sports media, uh, and video YouTube sensation, Ooh. none other than 
Jimmy the Bag, welcome to the deep dive. Ooh, that sounds good, man. That, that sounds real good. Man, I need you on my answer machine. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I get to know I get to know Jimmy doing uh, um, content for SBR. Uh, they have a hell of a YouTube page uh, where they pump out uh, excellent sports handicapping information and uh, will help make you a sharper better if you are into uh, watching videos to learn about handicapping angles. Uh, we do the Audible. Uh, together handicapping some uh, NFL on YouTube, so uh, check them out. And uh, where else can people find you in the uh, in the old uh, internet space? Well, I do I do two shows a day on YouTube at what 11 a.m. Eastern time, and then 5:30 p.m. Eastern time. I do so I do two shows a day, and then and then I'm on Twitter. I focus most of my time on Twitter, and I just uh, I gamble all day and all night and. You know, there's horrifying lows as well as a good high. You know? A high here and there, and then horrifying lows. You know? Keep destroying, you're destroying the NHL this season, though. As, as and I've been keeping an eye on things. You, you got, uh, you've, you've kind of got your finger on the puck right now. I just, that's just my what I'm best at. Uh, year after year after year, uh, I, I, because in in NBA, like I'm so proud that I last year I was up nine point five units, and this year I'm up nine point eight units. And you know, people talk about how you can't beat the NBA, but I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be down here if it wasn't for NHL. I I beat NHL badly, and now I don't beat it to the extent I want to. Uh, last year's high watermark was plus forty three units, and then the Knights messed with me. I in the regular season last year I left a ton of money on the table. I wasn't fading them, but then I I had the Kings in every game of the first round of the series against the Knights in the playoffs. I, I ended up just up 22 units and mm. did a poor job in futures. And it's funny because futures in NHL was what brought me to the dance, you know, it was my biggest paydays. Oh, but of course. the last couple of years, they've not been good to me. And right now, if the Sharks don't win the Western Conference, I'll lose money on my futures. But I am hanging on to a couple nice tickets for the Sharks to win the cup. And, they stepped up in a big way, but I, I just I figured out a, a really nice way. I hit about forty four percent in NHL. My average line is between plus one thirty five and plus one sixty from year nice. to year, and I just continually cash puck lines. I have these monster swings with a meaningless empty net goal with two oh, seconds. Of course, left. Yeah. Oh, of course, and of I, course. It's, it's, I wouldn't be here. NHL and, and thoroughbred handicapping are my best. It's a. I work real long hours here, but when I get a chance to sit back and relax and cap with guys like you guys, like this is not work. Now I get to kind of have some fun. But man, we we reshot everything. We we, (laughs) you had to go back to square one. (laughs) We didn't have to. I thought that it was a good move. I thought it was a good move. I thought it would give us an advantage over everybody else who was sitting going, "Oh, we're we're screwed." And so we didn't have to. And we're only through the first ten horses. We reshot the opening. Uh, we reshot the first ten horses. We'll do the next ten at seven in the morning. Get it out by nine thirty. <laughs> I love but, it. Man. Uh, that, yeah. What's so great? What's great is when something like this happens and you get a hard reset. Like you kind of get to now shape the narrative, and people, you know, you're not now recycling stuff other people have heard other places. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I, I, I'm, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so exciting. It's just so exciting to get this kind of information. I had to finish off my own show talking about baseball and, and what <laughs> I, I was watching. I, oh, I was God. watching. Yeah. Who I was cares? like, I could, I could tell you were like, you were like, God, 
I, I need to read the news. I need to see the new line. You know, yeah. Have you seen the new? The update well, yeah, it, it yeah. sucks. It sucks for the owner, the trainer. Um, yeah. Mike, what's his name? Mike Smith. Mike it sucks Smith, for everybody. Yeah. The, the jockey it sucks for people that got huge odds on the horse last year early this year it sucks for a lot of people but if one horse had to get scratched as far as making it more interesting i this think was we the it. one yeah, this was uh -huh. obviously the one like, it is a completely different race now very interesting we have what i mean that was your that was your early speed horse we don't have yeah. one now we right, have that's right no speed horses the pace is completely going to change every obviously the odds have already taken some huge jumps uh game winners down four to one there's uh and i think it's like the third favorite there's a whole crop of new favorites and it's a lot of fun oh it's it's a lot of fun i for feeling bad about people to, to be honest for me i mean i the owners do I feel, I feel really bad for Richard Mandela? He's such a great guy, and oh, I know this was his shot. Oh, he's earned this opportunity, and and so about the sadness part of it. I know there are a lot of people are affected negatively, but for him, he earned this opportunity, and and what an interesting horse! You know, five races without breaking his maiden on turf, then they bring him onto the dirt, and he's magical and tough and and you can't pass him so i i feel feel real bad for richard mandela and i hope he gets another opportunity but i i don't think that omaha beach was going to go right to the lead i really don't i think he was in a perfect position to rate just a rate off of maximum security to pick his spot and pounce i i don't think he was going to go to the lead in, in fact the pace projections that time form put out they they really were confusing they were so confusing to me with Vacoma going right out to the front. I think that Vacoma now has a ton of value. You know, even cutting humor, I think gets value because I was almost writing off cutting humor because I thought, oh no, Omaha Beach is gonna step right in front of him. And now that Omaha Beach is not going to- Oh yeah, good point. I, I think that, that if he becomes somebody that you're gonna want, cutting humor becomes someone you're gonna wanna put on the back end of exotics and does any jockey know this churchill downs track better than cory lannery no not in this race now those, those are the questions <laughs> for your answer yeah not in this yeah, race no. anymore i know what it, it would have like whale said earlier it would have been such a big bow on mike smith's career because oh i know i mean right? it's, it's not nothing's guaranteed it's still the derby it's a big field but I mean, it like you said, magical horse. I watched some. I watched some horse highlights in the last couple of days. You know, now I'm now I'm fully engrossed in it for at least three races here as the horse season goes on. Yeah, um, and then it's, is... and then it's all just Canterbury Downs racing for me. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Um, Everybody's yes. got their local track, and mine's open two months out of the year because it's cold. I, I talked about my home track in the beginning of our the Derby video that we're putting out tomorrow morning. My home track is Hastings Racecourse in Vancouver, BC, and it's been there since 1889. It's the longest running continuous sports facility in the country. And it start. I had this, I've had a couple magical, as anybody does, has magical moments at their home track and, and so many jump out at me, but by far the craziest thing I've ever seen at a horse track was the 2012 Kentucky Derby. I'll never ever forget it. It was just this unbelievable situation where none of us capped the race. 
We all were going to take I'll have another because Mario Gutierrez was was on him. We didn't even look. We didn't even care. We knew that J. Paul Redham was the owner. He was Canadian. Mario Gutierrez emigrated to Canada in 2006. He won the jockey of the year. That He won the, the riding standings in 2007 and 2008. So we were all just going to back. I'll have another. And then the very simple play you do when you like a long shot and you don't even care, you just exact or box it to the favorite who is Bodemeister. The whole entire track, and I'm telling you, every single, like, the whole track bet on I'll have another. The whole track had the exactor. I'd never seen anything in my life like it. The, the, every single person at the track cashed multi-thousand dollar tickets. There was hugging and crying and and lobster and champagne, and it was it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was one of the f most incredible things I've ever witnessed. $2 exacted that day, paid 306 and oh. I'll have another yes. first first ever uh, first ever horse to win out of gate 19. First ever horse to win out of gate 19. Man, the derby became from that so that day was so magical. <laughs> I said to my friend, I was like, listen, I'm at next year's Kentucky Derby and I went. I went to the next year, I went to the Kentucky Derby the next year in 2013. And it was like this horrible, horrible day. Uh, it was pouring rain, pouring rain. They confiscated our umbrellas when we walked in. We went oh. to the, we went to the infield because that's where you go, you know, for to these big events for cheap. And there was they there was no big screen. That big screen came in 2014. There was no way to watch the race. We were just in the mud, in the pouring rain. It was horrible. It was horrible. And and, and that's true. You, if you want to get to the derby and you think it's like oh you have to spend thousands, like if you if you're fine going to the infield. It's like a hundred bucks for the whole weekend for a pass. That gets you. I think that gets you to the Oaks and the Derby at this point. And like Jimmy said, they do have a huge TV screen there. Yeah, they have the huge screen now at Santa Anita. I go to every Breeders' Cup when it's at Santa Anita, and they have the. I just go right into the infield. It's twenty-five bucks, and there's Jesus. not even a, a second thought about what how I'm going to handle things. But Freaking but love it there. But that that Derby in 2013. The rain stopped at around 3.45, you know, 3.30 or so, and the sun came out, and I had a $10 exactor orb to the field, and the field to <laughs> orb cost me, cost me $380, and I cashed over $4,000 on that race, and it was just like, I, I was, I, I've never had a better feeling in my life. Like, who needs drugs or sex? Like, that. that's the greatest <laughs> feeling I've ever had. In my entire life, I just, I just, I can't even work, can't even put in. It was just the sun was shining. I was drenched. Okay. I was rich. Are we, are we going to have to rename sex drugs and exact But in thoroughbred handicapping, my dad raised me the track and he taught me to never bet, never go to the horse track expecting to win money. It was the main ah, thing. Okay. Okay. He, he said that you're, philosophy. you're always going to lose the 20% that the track takes. You're always going to lose the 20%. So with horse racing, I still just bet it's just for fun. Now, sure. when I'm in Toronto or, or LA or Vancouver, I go to the track every single day, even when it's not on, like just use it as an office. But I try my hardest, I try my hardest not to bet on the $5,000 claiming races because I'll just lose and lose and lose. Sure, and sure. I was a comedian, you know, I was a comedian for 19 years. I, I just stopped about a year ago when I came down here. And I worked every weekend for you know 19 years, and my days off were Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which meant when I would go on vacations, it'd be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and so I would have to play 
Sundays you get nice days, but Monday, Tuesday, you're playing the shit tracks. You oh, know? yeah, the worst. The worst. Carl Town, and, and, yeah. and I would just get killed. I would get destroyed <laughs> with these $5,000 claiming raises for that. Just destroyed. I'd lose so yeah. much money, and, yeah. but that's how I spent yeah. my time. It's, and it sounds like, you, I mean, you know this industry a lot better than us. And before you got on, we talked a little about, you know, parimutuel betting and how it works. Is that 20% number? Is that like, I just, I didn't know. When I explained how it worked, I didn't know what a good, a big cut for a track is. Is that what it is? Twenty percent? Oh, that makes you want to open a track even more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's so bad. It's so bad. So, my, my, you know, that was amazing. My dad, like, we spent so much time together. A lot of our time together was at the horse track, and so he taught me what every like I could read completely read the form by you know ten years old. He'd quiz me on every little number. And oh, that's such a that's such a worthy skill to have, though. That form is so valuable, and if you can, if you can't read it, it's worthless. It's very complicated, most complicated form in sports, and and you know he taught me all that stuff. But the main thing he taught me, and I've taken it, is just don't. Now on these big races like the Derbies and the Breeders' Cup, we study them for months. The, sure. The Duel of the Triple Crown, the Travers, the Whitney, and Saratoga. I mean, we study them for months. We know these horses inside and out. The, the great thing about the Derby is you can lose in the Derby, but you can have take such valuable information that you cash in the Preakness. Another rule that my dad – Oh, good point. That's me, a great great point. Yeah, you can lose and then cash out in the in the Preakness. And the moment. one thing my dad taught me was fade the Derby winner every year. Unless every he's a Baffert year. horse. <laughs> hey, I'll still do it. And I still did it. I did it to Chrome and Justify. I'll still do it. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, just, yeah, so it works think, more times than that. I think yeah. this year, no, I think this year is a especially good year to do this, and we're jumping so far ahead of things here now. But like, there's a whole slew of really good horses waiting in the wings to come back and and take on the Preakness field that are going to be. It's going to be extremely tough to see, uh, you know. And, and plus, none of these horses, especially with Omaha Beach out, none of these horses really to me look like they have the class to to really challenge for a Triple Crown. Is that your read as well, Jimmy? Well. <laughs> this enigma named maximum security is just such a mess. I've heard so many different thoroughbred cappers talk about what it's done to them. And I've gone full circle. There'd be times I'd be like, well, come on, this horse has proven nothing. Yeah, but now right. I'm fully back on maximum security. And I would have, I would have loved the opportunity to fade Omaha beach. I would have loved to it. I probably would have lost, but I would have loved that opportunity I think that we don't know what maximum security is. And now he's never going to – let's not talk about Pharaoh or Justifier, you know, anything sure. like that. Ridiculous. But but there's no reason that maximum security can't be a California Chrome because California Chrome also started in $16,000 races and be, and was yeah. spectacular, of course. So, yeah, if you can you argue, argue with yourself a little on this because I don't think we can debate it with just the the four days we've spent in horse racing Twitter here, but it's it's such a polarizing horse. It seems like with all the well, all the horse okay, accounts I have, I'm following. I'll tell you yeah, why. And maybe I'll tell you, I, I, let me, let me, let me I have seen no, I have seen a few like takes. I get the takes. I understand why some people are are really hot and some people are really cold. But I guess I wanted I wanted Jimmy's take on you know why why. I mean, there's there's people in the same industry that have such wildly different opinions of the same horse. 
Well, let me let me interject real quick because I think I might be able to give you some context, and maybe you don't want to talk about this because this is, or maybe it's not widely talked about in general. But his trainer is widely suspected of being not on the up and up. The fact Ooh. that he's running as fast as we got to talk running. to our legal department before fa- we start throwing, fact, throwing out allegations like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not saying that I know anything. I have no, I'm not, I'm not throwing accusations and bombs around there. But that is, that is not a, uh, that is not a closely held belief among people in the horse racing community. Like if maximum security goes on and wins this weekend, you're going to see and read a lot of the kind of the old school kind of uh, horse racing media uh, folks are going to be pissed. They're going to be bummed, and like I wouldn't at all be surprised if you know this. It, you, you remember what was it? What was twenty ten? Big Brown, and uh, yeah. you remember that? You remember that whole saga, Jimmy? Yeah, were, oh. were you were you were you you, you keen very on all well. that? Very, very, very well. I remember it very well. Uh, but to, to the Jason servicing, I mean, he's just disliked, and it's funny because Stephen Asmussen is also disliked. But not on the level of Jason Service. He's just he's really disliked, and it's a very interesting thing to bring up because I don't know how he unanimously disliked across the board, and now you know I've got maximum security to win this race. I think maximum security is going to win this race. I know that there's going to be the big boys breathing down his neck sure but, but i see war of will popping out of the one post i see him popping out to take the lead it's the only way to get away from that inner rail only way and, and he's he got has- the speed and you hear all the reports in the training it looks like he wants to go that that i think that's i think if you're if you're looking at a pace thesis or a time form that doesn't it, that doesn't assume war of will takes the lead out of the one i don't think that that's valid honestly i i 100% expect him to to go out fast. Absolutely. It, it, he has to. The, the, the big question mark to me, uh, truly, is is the Baffert horse that's getting no respect, and it's improbable. I think improbable is a spectacular horse, and I'm so excited that he got the five spot and not the outside spot. And I love who doesn't love Irad Ortiz Jr. It's so fun. With you know, we talk. I, I'm, all I want to do is talk about horse racing. Like <laughs> I, I could stop talking about all of this. Horse. And when I talk to people about it, I'm like, listen, if I only bet on Irad Ortiz Jr. every time he raced, I'd be doing much better than I do. And then they're like, come on. And I'm like, listen, if I only bet on the seven horse every race, I would be doing much better than I do. It, it's it, it's a very difficult handicap horse racing and improbable did you see him in the lane when he lost to long range toddy he was a mess his yeah. head was all over the place yeah i was, throw that out yes i completely agree it was i could he was so green he was so green it was unbelievable there's when you deal with these babies these young horses it's just it's for me Vacoma's stride is like, what's wrong with that horse? Is there something wrong with that horse? <laughs> you know? is, is that horse going to buckle? So somebody stop that horse. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is in the Kentucky Derby. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. And then he's improbable. He has to be backed out twice in the Arkansas Derby. 
what's he going to do with 200,000 fans around? You yeah. know, when, when I talk in, in I, I hate to just talk. I like a wild horse in the gates. I like them when they get a little, a little owly. It's, it's That's scary. Where the late money needs to go. You know, it scares. I've seen. I mean, it hate things. I, I you you see it all. I I remember we we always. So what I do anytime I go with friends is I just need to be in the paddock and I just want to be in the paddock the whole time and, and, and just listen to what people say about just the, the, the what they see from a horse, people who don't know handicapping or thoroughbred handicapping or whatever. I've seen horses in the paddock fall, like actually fall over <laughs> and they go from like 12 to 1 to 28 to 1. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, who's going to bet on that? And then that horse wins. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. It's okay, so, let's let's go through. Yeah, a the, couple of, I guess the, I had a quick points. question on the the you know the scratch, like does obviously that's a huge you know we can talk about the fact that the horse is missing is big, and the the lane assignments the gate assignments whatever you want to call it you know they all move down one, obviously it's not a big difference you're moving down one spot but, I mean does that make a does that make a hill of bean a difference for any of the horses for you? Just based on, I mean, maybe not on the spot they're in, but the fact that they're not, you know, maybe the horses that are, were running right next to, uh, you know, the scratched horse. It's, it's a huge, huge difference. And, like, I couldn't sleep last night by breaking down the auxiliary gate, right? We have this auxiliary gate. That's what makes the Kentucky Derby so messed up with the 20-horse field, which we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. And, and what's going on at Santa Anita this year is, with the horse deaths is it's stuff that we need to talk about, not pretend it's not happening, but the 20 horse fields, the auxiliary gate, when the race starts, I mean, if you saw what happened to Mendelssohn last year, he got smashed. Yeah. Everybody is trying to get to the rail and, and there's space. It's so confusing for the yeah. horse at the end of the, of the main gate. Cause he sees space in his right eye and horses just go towards the open space. So the horse in the end of the main gate goes to the open space. The horses in the auxiliary grate are the jockeys leaning them over so that they're going to move towards the rail and they smash. And it's, it makes a huge, the one spot is going to be so advantageous for game winner and roadster just to move a little bit closer to the side. And I still need time. So one thing that's been great about this video is my shit always takes longer than it's supposed to. And I've got now, I've got it. I can't finish. And I wasn't going to finish even if I hadn't reshot everything, but now I have the whole night and I come in at seven in the morning and finish and then put in all my bets, which gives me another, at this point I have 24 hours and 14 minutes before I start shooting the last 10 horses. But I need to have my bet. I need to have my bet. In by then. I'm, of it's like it's going to be real tough sleeping tonight because yeah. I'm going to have every single post position and what they're going to do out of the gate and the move of not having Omaha Beach is like so exciting to capping the pace projection because when the initial pace projection came out we're like this doesn't make any sense it's so much fun when you just throw that out and then you make your own pace projection and you do it on a piece of paper. And it's, it, it, I, there's nothing more exciting in all, all of sports handicapping to me than figuring out the pace projection. And because it's one thing when you do it with $5,000 claimers and you lose, it's another thing when you do it with these spectacular beasts that you can really believe in and buy into and predict. It's, it's so much fun. And so I'm on, I'm on a seven year Derby winning streak. Have ah. I been over the last seven years? Have I won 
money in horse racing? No. No, I have not. But in the big races, we I have. We have more information, yeah. We have yeah. so much information about this. I completely agree with you on this. Uh, I on, have a real quick way on the yeah. It just made me think of this because I just – I'm not – a horse handicapper we've been over this a few times it, give me 30 seconds to explain a claims race like i kind of understand it but it's just like it's oh, it's man. like it's like they're, they're for sale like that's that's wild oh, to me like, like here's a bunch of horses that are for sale we're gonna race them right now oh, like, it's is unbelievable that, is that all there is to it oh man it's so incredible and we'll experience it together at some point some point we'll go down to the track <laughs> go down the track i'll be rolling it's money to buy a horse yeah we I'll just gotta we just gotta find a horse to claim no, we who you know what we need is we need a farm. We need a farm <laughs> to place that horse. You know, that's okay. all we need. Because Andy's, Andy's got a farm. I'll I've bring got a farm. I've got a purse. stable ready. Yeah. Oh, this, geez, this Andy, works. we're in business. <laughs> we're in business. If you got the farm, I'll hit my San Jose Sharks future, and we'll go down to Santa Anita. But no, come on, Santa Anita. We'll go down to Los Alamitos. Now, and, now uh, we're talking. I'll we'll my, no, my no, backyard. No quarter horsing. I'll have to wait for the real two-week run that they have, the two-week fall schedule, and then we'll go down to a ten thousand dollars claimer. Uh, and I'll, I'll, you put in the claim before the race starts. If the rate, if that horse wins, you don't get any of that cash. But at the end of the race, you go down and you take your horse home. And sometimes in front of that horse is a woman with a rifle because she had to put that horse in the claiming race to feed her family. And now you're taking her best friend away from her. Now that's not oh. what I want to do, with Andy. I don't want that to happen. You, do you, so you have to, if you put the claim in and the horse wins, you are legally obligated to buy that horse. You take that horse home. You take this that sounds, horse home. Sounds like the wildest, like old it's West insane. 19, it does. Or 1870s it law that's like still it's on the insane. books, kind of shit. I yeah, love that. It is. And it's yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have our very own pie oh my. Let's get a horse. All right. Uh, so, uh, real close, close the loop real quick on the, uh, on the scratch. Uh, and, um, I'm just going to throw out a couple of thoughts and you can say true or false to these, uh, true. Um, it doesn't impact master fencer at all. He moves from 15 to 14. Uh, he was probably not a factor regardless in 15. He's especially not a factor in 14, but it helps game winner moving from 15 to 16. He's got some space now. He probably doesn't want to be on the pay, on the, on the lead anyway. Uh, so he can navigate a better trip in 15 than he would have at 16, but moves Roadster down from 17 to 16. So now he's not in the cursed gate. Uh, no horse ever won from 17 before you can kind of scratch that curse off. Um, and other than that, the only other horse I see winning here is improbable. So basically all three horses that were beneficiaries of this scratch are all Bob Baffert horses. Um, that's wild. Uh, I, you know, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Bab Bob Baffert by far and away, the most accomplished, uh, trainer in the game. Uh, the only trainer in this, uh, particular, field with three horses entered um and one of only two trainers who have won the kentucky derby before with horses in this field that that blew my mind i went through and did like the actual check and i couldn't believe actually between the trainers and jockeys who have horses in this field the the degree of inexperience was shocking to me yeah. baffert and pletcher are the only two trainers who have won the kentucky derby before with horses in this field uh, joe joel rosario and John Velasquez are the only two jockeys now with Mike Smith getting scratched who have, um, you know, who have, 
Kentucky Derby wins before. That that is mind blowing to me. Uh, and and I you know like I like I was I was drinking the Omaha Beach Kool Aid before this. I loved the fact that he had head to head win over Improbable, a head to head win over Game Winner. Although that was a very very close win, I know. But you know you watch the race after you know after. Omaha Beach got him on the at the you know by a nose. It seemed like Omaha Beach had a whole hell of a lot more that he was you know had left in the tank there. Um, but you know, and of course Omaha Beach, Mike Smith had the tough decision: do I ride Roadster or do I ride Omaha Beach? And he chose Omaha Beach over Roadster, and so basically, uh, you know, indicating you know his feelings on all of this. So it's it, it's interesting now that with Omaha Beach scratched, scratched all of the Baffert horses move up a notch basically all of their odds dropped if you kind of look cumulatively at how the morning line odds were impacted uh you know those three horses all you know have the highest improvement and implied probability of winning here um is there another potential winner in this field you know i say quote unquote winner like somebody whose chances have improved substantially you mentioned maximum security why do you think uh why do you think maximum security's uh, chances improve with uh, without Omaha Beach in here? Well, they they improve enormously, absolutely enormously. But what you just said there brings up so many points, so many interesting things that you, you brought up. So many different things that we could hammer. I'm just like littered with different things to say. First off, let's just your main question about why it helps maximum security is because maximum security the reason why he was going to lose this race is because omaha beach was going to be right he was going to have a target and ah, yes. the target was maximum security and maximum security was going to lose and i was still i was still going to try to fade and to win with maximum security but he was screwed omaha beach had the perfect situation he was going to the, look at who's beside Omaha Beach, High Cal, who d does nothing off the front, Cutting Humor, who's not going to do anything, plus Q Parfait, nothing. So he was going to have this perfect, Tacitus even wasn't going to come out. Tacitus has a great spot too as well now, now that he's not going to be messed with in front of mm. uh, Omaha Beach. But it was just this perfect, so that Omaha Beach was going to win this race because he was going to see maximum security and be right on his tail anytime that Mike Smith wanted to, he would look at the, the time, he would figure out when do I push Luis Saez, when do I force the issue? And he was going to wait and pounce and most likely win this race. Now nobody does that. And when you talk about game winner and Roadster having this advantage, they do. But moving over one spot, but but what happens in the auxiliary gate is fucking nuts. Like who knows? Like it's they're going yeah, to sure. I, and, and that's why my whole big thing, and then I was trying to figure out exactly how I was going to handle things, you know, and you, you make changes. And, but my big thing was I was going to just, I was just going to put a line through Game Winner and Roadster. And I know that may sound crazy to people, but I was just going to put a line through them and say, listen, the Santa Anita Derby was terrible. Yeah. It was low. For the first time, the New York bred races, the whole, the whole New York ride to the Derby was impressive. There was 118 U.S. time figures in the Withers, let alone the Withers and the Gotham, let alone the Wood Memorial, which had a really nice pace. So for the first time, because if you think about when was the last time a Wood Memorial winner won the Derby, it was 2000. It was 2000. And a lot of people think it was 2003 because of Funnyside, but Funnyside lost that Wood Memorial to Empire Maker. So it was 2000. It was Fuseichi Pegasus. 
In 2008, yes. the New York horses have been a non-issue. We don't speak of them. Like the Louisiana horses other than Gunrunner, we don't speak of them. That's been the New York situation for a long time. And what I was going to do is I was just going to put a line through Game Winner and Roadster. Now, listen, I was going to put a line through Game Winner and put a line through them, also fade the favorite. Now, I would have probably lost. Okay, I would have probably lost. But if I win, I'm going to make over five grand. Yeah, you're going to hit a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the whole that was the whole idea. Now, I still think a game winner, roadster. Who knows what's going to happen out of the auxiliary gate? Who knows? Uh, when we bring up Master Fencer, it, it's going to be funny because we're going to get all this Japanese money into the Derby. It, Master Fencer should go off at 95 to 1, and it's probably going to go off at 40 to 1 or something. But Master Fencer looks like he has some late kick, but you should see the North American handicappers laugh in the face of Master <laughs> Fencer coming over. And the two UAE Derby horses, we have the second place. The winner of the UAD Derby has failed miserably. Now we have the runner-up yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's Especially so, if it rains. <laughs> we had that horse like this oh, horse man. has never seen rain who was that the other year thunder snow oh, thunder yeah. snow yeah thunder they're like snow. what if it rains <laughs> oh. and i know lots of handicappers that thought thunder snow was, was going very to good it. yeah yeah like a lot of people that like thunder very well respected people really like thunder snow a lot and he oh. he was that was one of the most spectacular failures i've ever seen I hate to be laughing at a horse, but it was incredible. Um, yeah, we've, we've laughed at horses a few times. Like, I know. I would, and 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 when Jimmy was talking about, you know, yeah, the auxiliary gate, it's just, it's an extra gate because there's so many damn horses in this race. Normally, you don't do that. And he's right. I mean, he makes a good point about like it's a mess when they come out. Like, I don't That's even crazy. start. I don't even start looking at silks until like the quarter because I can't tell what's going on, and and it's just a mash. And like I was. When he's talking about that, I sometimes I daydream, and I was just picturing like a Talladega style wreck with all these yeah. horses. And I yeah. felt terrible laughing at horses crashing, but I'm surprised that sort of shit doesn't happen more often coming out of the gates here because well, for it's, well, it's for chaos sure, for sure. Mendelssohn got taken out of the race before it ever started last year. Yep. yep. The year before, Classic Empire had a really really gnarly start mm -hmm. as well. He was he had a good he had a good draw too, if I remember right. He was kind of inside. Yeah, uh, he, but he still got he still got nailed early, and it really screwed up his uh, his his uh, um, you know positioning. Um, and yeah, I mean you know, that's like that's the wild part about handicapping the Kentucky Derby. Not only are there twenty horses and a hell of a lot of work to do to figure out what's going to happen, but uh, you know luck plays an enormous factor. You know, like tiny little thing here or there could have completely thrown things off for Justify last year. He ended up getting an absolutely perfect break and having, you know, pretty much the ideal scenario play out in terms of, you know, who is the who is the the uh, three horse that set the pace on that? I can't remember. The guy was flying out there. But, you know, it was uh, Promises Fulfilled. Uh, was oh, out. Promises, he, Promises Fulfilled took off, absolutely yeah. set a perfect pace in the first quarter for uh, for Justify, you know, you know, lost a little bit of steam coming through the second and third. So Justify kind of got to get his, you know, got to, you know, conserve a little bit of energy for the final quarter. And it was, it was like legitimately like the ideal, you know, way it could have played out. Um, but you know, you, you kind of are counting on luck a lot at the time. Uh, and so, you know, spreading your, you know, spreading your, your risk across a couple of different options always makes sense to me. Um, do you have a couple, do you have at this point, at least in your head, a handful of, uh, um, horses that you feel like deserve a spot at the top of a, of a trifecta or a superfecta ticket? I do, but it just, it never works like that. 
you, you it just never ever works like that. You have to you have to pick a long shot. There's four long shots that you have to have involved, and also they can't just be third in a triactor. You have to put them second. You have to split things. You have to it just year after year after year. You have to find the long shots and and, and trust them in your action. I'm gonna work differently this year. I'm gonna cut horses off. I, I'm still kind of confused on what I'm gonna do with Tacitus. Yeah. So let's, same, same, so, same. Very much the same. As we as we break this race down, the one thing that sort of needs to be talked about is when we talk about the twenty horses coming out of the gate. We've never needed all the horses to come out healthy more before than after what happened at Santa Anita. Sure enough. This year and with the horse deaths, and we need it so badly, and it's such a overriding issue in our sport right now and it affects how you know people don't even want to hear what you have to say about thoroughbred horse handicapping like you know and horses are like i only have a one favorite animal like there's no second favorite animal i couldn't care less uh, and i don't mean to be negative towards animals but it's just horses <laughs> but, you know, I, love them. I love them so much and, like with yeah. my i had a girl i cared about so much and I knew that if she was going to be in my life, she had to understand my love for horses. And I built up the track. <laughs> I built up the track for so long. It didn't sure. take her. Didn't take her. And just I just needed her to understand that how big of a part of my life it was. But I was so scared. I was so scared that she would think it was like animal cruelty and didn't wouldn't understand that the everybody involved loves horses more than anything in the world. And I, so then I finally, I took her to Hastings racetrack and there's this like driveway that you take her, that, that you walk down, like a car driveway that you walk down and then you're actually like inside the track, you know? And we sure. see the plaque about 1889 and then we start walking down this driveway and the race is going on. And it, it was like the worst case scenario possible. Like, a horse buckled right in front of us and we, we heard like 4,000 people go like <gasps> and make this gasping sound and I just stared ahead like I just stared I didn't say anything I couldn't say anything I just stared like you know 45 seconds or a minute goes by and the, you know you see the ambulance coming and I just I couldn't speak I was just so disheartened and, and so sad and I just didn't say a word and then she looked at me and she said she said, is that horse going to be okay? Ooh. And I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe she thought that this horse Ooh. had a chance to, to, to be okay. And they, I didn't say anything. They pulled out the blue tarp and I looked at her and said, yeah, baby, that horse is going to be fine. Take it to the horse hospital. Yeah, they're taking it to a farm somewhere. <laughs> and then we just walked to the track and had a wonderful, wonderful day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always going to be hanging over our sport. And sure enough, we need a real positive, healthy outcome. Like, who cares who wins? Let's just make sure they all get to the finish line and they're loved afterwards and fed carrots and fucking peppermints. I don't have my car, but I take an Uber to work every day. There are these three horses and I get to get out some of these days and I talk to the guy who owns them and, and I give them carrots and like, that's my favorite part of the day. You know, we love these horses so much and I don't think people fully understand. They think we're just, you know, uh, we don't care about them and we love them so much. So, when when the I don't know if we should keep doing having twenty horses in a field, but it's just it's so much madness at the break. 
Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, I mean, my personal opinion is what's going on at Santa Anita this year has been so horrific that there's, you know, this is like, it's bad enough that they are absolutely going to have to do something or else you are forever tarnishing and ruining the entirety of the sport on the basis of it. So I, I think that, you know, absolutely, you know, prayers up or, or, you know, thoughts and, you know, and, and, uh, and hope well wishes for all these horses. I, I would expect that you will see absolutely the best, uh, possible, you know, maintenance and care for the horses in this particular race and we get a good oh, safe yeah. race I mean, these horses um, are treated like kings i mean yeah. and it, it's sad i mean the reasoning isn't maybe always the best i mean granted i don't think like the owners and trainers don't love horses but also like those horses are worth a lot of money after they're done racing you have to treat them like kings and i think just to echo like i i don't know if horses are my favorite animal i have a lot of favorite animals i think but I, I also, it's just, you can't hate horses. They're just nice. Like, I love going to the track. I love, uh, every Sunday, like, we I can shit on Canterbury because it's just my, you know, it's my local track that's open for the two months a year that it's nice here. But I love going to the track. Like, I take the kids to the track a lot. The kids love horses. Everyone loves horses. Sunday yeah, day, so Sunday, Sundays at Canterbury, all summer long, family day. Free face painting, pony rides, and you get to pet horses. Like that's yep. that's just the best. So I mean that's half the reason. I love I love to gamble, but that, that part's awesome too. Okay. We make a rule of no new friends, only horses. <laughs> no new friends. <laughs> the horse track. I like it. But when, I like when it. we when we're breaking down this race coming up. Tacitus is almost as confounding as maximum security to me because I feel like we've been here before now. Yes, that's hundred percent true. We haven't been here with such an incredibly regally, royally bred horse as Tacitus. I mean, we've had tap at horses and they always lose in the Derby and then they come back and fire in the Belmont. But this time we have a, a tap at horse from close hatches. A champion mare? Holy shit. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a phenom. This is the so Tacitus, what do we do with Tacitus? And my first instinct, even though I thought that I was uncomfortable with Omaha Beach crossing in front of in front of him, now I think you know the pace is gonna be too slow for Tacitus. Interesting. Interesting. My, my the, first when Omaha was beach was gone was oh no what's Tassus gonna have to run into interesting well, yeah. I guess how do you with the, with the scratch of Omaha Beach how do you think you know we've talked a little bit how it affects other horses how do you think it affects the overall uh, like the speed of the entire like the, the the finishing time like as far as I mean can you get a read on that or said yeah, and does that slow the whole race down? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the problem with horse racing and capping horse racing is you can't look at the time. The tracks all play out so differently. Like, if, if I was – let me pull up the uh, DRF here. If I was to pull up what maximum security won this race in, it was so fast. He won the Florida Derby in a mile and an eighth in 148 and four. 148 and four, and it's just the most disrespected race because it went the the quarter was 24 and two, and, and the half was 48 and four. So he runs it in 148 and four, and then we move over to Tacitus, and the Wood Memorial is so respected, and it was the same mile and an eighth, 
and Tacitus won it in 151 and one. Ooh. So you can't, that, that's the thing wow. that confuses people and makes it difficult for some people to cap is that the time is, don't even look at it. The, pl the tracks play so different. So the time is a... Well, not that, but the fields. I mean, just the, the fields that these horses are running in another tracks. Like, uh, that was one of the things that ha I had to come to grips with early on with some of this, this horse pace. When you start reading about paces of horses, like it doesn't, we're not talking about one horse. You got to talk about the field as one whole symbiotic unit and how they feed off each other. And that's, I mean, that's super difficult to do. That's, beyond, so my, hard, that's yeah. beyond me. I'm not well, doing it. Let's let's go through a little little exercise. Let's 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 cross off a couple of horses that we're not gonna they're not gonna hit the board. Got, you know we're we're not gonna use these. You know I wanna I wanna put out so, you know a couple superfectas, a couple trifectas, but I wanna I don't wanna use every horse for sure. Definitely. Um, and this is what the yeah, this is what the machines the do, right? You know yeah. this is what the machines do, and that's how they succeed is because they cross out the horses that have no chance, and then work with the horses within. That's how that's how the machine is better than us. Okay, let's cross out. We already talked about Master Fencer a little bit from Japan. I'm going to cross him off. I'm not using Master Fencer. Uh, well, great, ma funny, great magician. Fencer, if you watch Master Fencer, and I know it's, it's hard because it's, it's the Japanese races, but I actually, I, and there's no reason not to cross him off, but, but like the, the UAE Derby, uh, Great Magician and Plus Q Parfait, we've seen what they've done in America, and it's trash. <laughs> so now we're going to see we don't know we don't know and if you watch i watched one of master fencer's races because master fencer didn't even win his the the race to come in he came second he came second in it but, but he came flying sure and okay now i listened to a couple like old horsemen who said listen he was basically putting up 80 buyers so everybody's disregarding it. So I think you'd be fine doing it, but I would certainly disregard the horses we've seen in North America first and being those two in the UAE Derby. And maybe that's mistake because Blue's Q Parfait is going to come running late. You know, these, these shit horses like Blue's Q Parfait, they're, they're, no one's worrying about whether they make it a mile and a quarter. That's the thing. Like, Gray Magician is going to be passing tired horses. Sure. That's true. Going, That's true. He's going to go so, right. So, to the so basically, like, if you're playing matchups, don't fade Great Magician into matchups because he's okay. going to climb from like 18 to 12 or something like that. Yeah. But definitely. he's not going to hit the top four. You okay. don't know. Um, oh, Andy might have a long shot fixed odd ticket <laughs> on Great Magician because he's, he's he's the progeny of myth. That's true. That is a great point. <laughs> uh, can we sleep. cross off? Can we cross off uh, Heichel? Can we cross off Country House? Can we cross yeah, those off Spinoff? Are dead to me. Spin off, no. Okay, here, listen. Spin-off. Oh, not spin-off? Okay. okay. listen. Of those three, I cross off spin-off immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is why we brought Jimmy on. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, no. I, who knows if, if I'm right or, you know, it's not. It's, just, it's tough to cap. It's a tough capping situation. But, but spin-off to me in the 19th post, when we know he needs to get to the lead. Yeah, right. That, the, was, that was my thought. Okay. Got, yes. Agreed. 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 And spin-off is close. Spin-off is is start he's quick from the gate so yeah. he he's so far outside yeah. he has to be at the front on the first turn he's gonna if not he's just gonna have this useless wide trip so to me like if i was looking at a matchup situation which i will be in about 24 36 hours i'll be focusing on them after i've figured out what i'm going to do i, I would fade spinoff 
I would I would take oh, a horse like, like Country House. Yes. I would take a yes. horse like yes. Spread him yes. against spinoff. Country House over spinoff is definitely going to be a matchup that's offered. I'm sure of that. And I can't wait to play Country House in that one. I love that. Great tip. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, can we cross off Long Range Toddy? I'm, I'm going to do that on the basis of he stinks in the slop and it's going to be wet out there. That's a, a shrewd move. Yeah, it's a shrewd move. Now we have to ensure that it is sloppy. I don't know. Like I, the the weather reports, for some reason, have been so crazy and different from everybody. I'm getting a hundred percent rain, but uh, yes, if, if it's if it's a sloppy track, we we know that long range Toddy wants to make one run, and for some reason he's not comfortable with the wet. Now, if it's not wet, I mean. You have a fifty, what, fifty-eight-year-old jockey in John Court. <laughs> How do you yeah. not want to tr I believe in long-range toddy? But yes, it's clear that he's very uncomfortable under a sloppy sealed track. So, mm, okay. But okay, again, we have to wait. Yeah, so it's, we'll wait. But I like that angle a lot, and I will probably be scratching him. Um, how about at the top? War of Will. We expect to take the lead because he's got to get out of the one hole. This is a this this would have been the wise guy horse if he had gotten I don't know eight the eight hole, uh, but he gets the one and uh, he's effectively screwed. Uh, and so yeah, his only squished. shot is he's, his only shot is to go out fast. He's been training like like uh, like a demon. Uh, he looks like he wants to run. He can't wait to run. So I, I'm I'm expecting him to blow blow his uh, blow his wad early in this race and not be a factor. Is that fair? Scratch war will. You know Mark Cassie's uh, put a lot of money in my pocket. And I love War of Will. Yeah. And the fact that he never showed up. Now, you know, if, if this was like a, if we were at Charlestown and I'd be like, yo, Mark, Mark set this all up for us so we could get rich. You know, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark took him off Lasix for a year and then put him back on Lasix so we could get rich. I'd like to be saying that. And War of Will the fact that he didn't show up at Louisiana Derby is making my mouth water. I like it. Okay. I'm still not using him though, because I don't think he, I think he gets, I think the one post effectively nu nukes him. I think it nukes him. He's going to go I out fast. You think sure. he can go wire to wire? You know what? You think he I can... think we're over, we're overthinking things. Okay. You know, if you want to be, if you want to think about things in a very simple way, War of Will has the shortest route around the track. Great point. That's a great point. And there oh, is yeah. inside there's inside track bias, which we should mention that Churchill Downs historically, the last couple of years at least, uh, has been. You know, w w is that a fair statement? Do you agree with that? that there is uh, that there's that there's track bias. There is well, and we but again, like with the weather changing, we it's 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 very difficult to. If you were going to predict an uh, inside track bias, that would be the most logical assumption but it's a pretty difficult sort of to predict track biases when the weather's changing so much but that's a pretty logical assumption but all war of will has to do is get ahead of tax listen i i'm gonna be using war of okay, will interesting. Using okay. war. No, and jimmy you said you're gonna make a lot of your bets soon within the next day so you and you know who's to say what you'll do the day of the race? Don't act like you won't add some. Add some to the <laughs> no, so, so you gotta you have to handicap the weather like today and tomorrow. No, it's how, a does, little, how does that affect things? It's different you know, than it sounds. Yeah, you gotta to make, you gotta make a decision on the weather soon. No, what I have to do is I have to 
at the end of my video, and not a lot of cappers do this, but you know, I'm just, I think this is the most exciting. I have to tell the audience what I'm doing. Sure. And then on Saturday, I have to produce the tickets and show them, show them what I'm, you know, that I am. Ah, there you go. Now, at the very end of my video, I'm going to say, listen, I might have to pull an audible, especially with, especially with a horse that I really like and improbable. So, listen, I'm going to tweet out and show pictures of my bets. I like and it. they're going to be very close to everything I'm saying in here. But I need people to know that audibles are going to be called because I would never put in my bet four days before. I'm going to tell the audience what I'm going to bet, and I'm going to be accountable and transparent with what I do. But they need to know that audibles have to be called and that we need to study during the day. And this is such a – so many moving parts in a horse race. So I'm definitely not putting any of my bets in. And, and I use – you know, I use HPI bet, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, with my horse action, I'm not gonna put it in early. I mean, that's. Okay. I, mean, I don't know that. That makes me feel better. You had me nervous there. I mean, you know, <laughs> I felt like it's like with whale and some of, you know, when we do our NFL stuff, we have to take some, we have to take some early positions take when we're recording early. in the middle of yeah. the league. We take stands, and, and and I guess we do that too, where we have to, you know, we have to change some things. Come Sunday morning, it happens. But no, that makes me feel better. You had me nervous. Where you, you made it sound like you were going to have to put in a shitload of your bets early. I said, well, that's oh, not no, good because the just, weather, the weather is up in the air right now. Oh, exactly. That, that needs to be talked. But I, the it's 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 extremely important to legitimize what you're doing and follow through with what you're saying. And you guys know about this business how there's a lot of you know like uh, make believe and pretend. And so it's that's why I'm so thankful for well, and I and I, it hurts other people, so I shouldn't. But Omaha Beach being scratched, it gives me legitimate time because. I was, uh, how was I going to pull this off today? I didn't know how I was going to pull this off today because I had to do two hours of my own show. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know how I was going to pull it off. And now getting this extra, you know, right now, I I have 23 hours and 43 minutes before I'm back here making my selections. And, and I know exactly where I'm going to go right after this race. I know exactly what I'm going to drink. And I, I'm going <laughs> to put this shit together. And... Also, I have to semi-prepare. I should say more than semi-prepare. I need to set up my worksheet for tomorrow morning's morning show. Like I've, you know, I've a lot of work to do. But the main sure thing enough. is about the the transparency and accountability in this business, because as you guys know, it's missing. Oh, and yeah. so when I put out what my bets are, I actually have to bet very close to what I'm doing or it's just moot. Who cares what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. And I guess you should, to, yeah. I mean, you should hit that, hit, hit us with that schedule because like we're going to release this and we'll tweet and we'll talk a little bit about the horse race. I'm sure in the next few days, but you're actually going to be putting out more content as the week goes on. So like what, what's the schedule for people that want to, you know, they like what you're saying. They want to follow some of the things you'd be putting out. What do you, you said you're going to release something tomorrow. And then what, what are you be releasing as the week goes on into, into Derby day? Oh shit! My my schedule is nuts, but that's mainly because this is all I've got. So when, when I tomorrow morning, <laughs> I have a show at eleven a.m. an hour long show where I'm capping all of the sports that are, that's going on. So I need to build my card up now. NHL is a pretty simple build because 
the regular season stats don't change and we base a lot of our predictions off of the power plays and penalty killing that the that the teams displayed and whether they're comfortable on the home road through the regular season so that is a simple setup nba is pretty simple too right now i have some great nba cappers whale capper being one of them who i who, who i don't get to work with enough but i work with a lot of great nba cappers that i i just kind of you know with the playoffs being on right now you it's fit, it's much much easier now. It's not much easier to pick winners, but no, it's much, yeah, much but... easier. To... <laughs> There's a lot fewer teams. Yeah. The process is easier. Yeah, right. Yeah, the process is much easier. It's baseball. Uh, baseball is the difference. And, and so what happened for me? I came down Costa Rica in October of what 20, 2017, and four months of me just crushing and and and, and publicly, you know. All my bets, all my action, everything that was happening. Uh, January was a bit of a losing month, but February with my like proven bets, I was up 5,600. And then at the very end of February, I lost a couple, you know, I had a couple bad days in the end of February. So I ended up only up about 38, 3,900. And then March came and basically baseball came and I was just publicly embarrassed. You know, oh, I no. just, I got destroyed in baseball. And then I'm working with Peter Loshak, who's spectacular with team totals and first five team totals and, and figuring out which spots of the market aren't, you know, where you could take advantage. And he was just spectacular. He, he made, you know, 2000 bets and hit at a one and a half percent ROI. And it was, it was really wonderful to watch. And I got destroyed publicly embarrassed i i'd fade the bag who'd come on to all my shows oh, no. I'd, I'd jimmy the loser i two guys I'd jimmy the loser and fade the bag follow me everywhere i went you know oh when, no you know it's just that's how you know you've made it though once you have that's once somebody point. makes an account with that's your a good game, point talking shit that's, that's when exactly you know right. that's when you know you've 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 reached that peak so well, but baseball i find extremely difficult for me to produce a show even if i had a partner because the range of statistics is so deep and, and oh, baseball's a grind. It's oh, really, it's, really tough. It's, it's the really ultimate rough. grind. I respect yeah. the guys who do a lot of baseball. Oh. That, that's their life though. Like they, you can't oh, do yeah. anything else, you know? Oh. But anyway. So not, what how, how about the specifically though the derby content tent that you're gonna produce? You you're working oh, on yeah. specific videos kind of framing the, the handicap on all twenty horses? You know what's it's this is so great is that other people have lives, people they got to go home to and sure. shit like that. And because this Omaha Beach thing happened while I was on my late show, I'm able to not have anything else in my life, be able to <laughs> say, okay, listen, I'll reshoot everything. We'll have everything out. So every well, I, I'm gonna meet here at seven in the morning and finish shooting the. La I've got ten more, the last ten horses, eleven through twenty. In, including a uh, Bodhi Express, to shoot that and then shoot my bet. So I've got to go now and figure out exactly what my action is going to be. And gotcha. then and we put that out. That we have a graphics team done. SBR has already done great work. And we already had a lot of it done, but I love reshooting. Who else? Well, I mean, sure. but when, when does it come out, though? Yeah, when, we, when we watch it? That's, the, that's the question. Yeah, I want to know when I can watch it. <laughs> It'll be out by noon tomorrow. Okay, oh, okay. nice, nice, nice. Well, that's that's the key. Okay. That's the key well, number yeah. we're looking for. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to keep you too much longer because you have, you have, you have your work cut out for you for sure. Uh, so, kind of uh, to to put a bow on this, give me 
kind of your favorite take on the race that we haven't brought up to this point like something that you're 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 gonna die on this hill like this is something that people are overlooking that i i'm i've got a good read on that 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 you should know well the fading omaha beach is looking pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, nailed that. he nailed that one already we, we're not even a race that's race. a great yeah. point yeah i would I would have laughed harder, but I'm still, I don't know. I, you don't know this, Andy, but I've, I'm dealing with, I've had pneumonia for fucking four months. So, so I can't, when I laugh, my lung slips out. And I talk on okay. Costa Rica, man. Oh, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, you ask very demanding questions. Yes. Well, as you should. Correct. As you should. We, we need I'm all business. We've been talking for an hour, 15 minutes, but please give me a fresh new take. Yes. On just, just, because we, 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 we didn't talk about by my standards. That's a, that's a wise guy horse that I kind of have. I have no read on. Uh, you know, I still not a hundred percent sure what you're going to do with improbable. I don't know what I'm going to do with improbable either. I had him. You know, I was going to fade improbable, but now I feel like I have to include him. Um, there's a horse win, win, win that I'm intrigued by because he's got he's a, he's a close. He's okay, a closer, and he's got a nice. He's got a nice spot. He, you know, I didn't love him in fourteen, but I kind of like him in thirteen. Uh, and you know, is there, is there some, some other horse or some other take no, that, uh, you've you got uh, this, you've got this. There, there are four long shots that I like in just four, and I don't know how long they're going to end up doing, but it's war of will. Number one tax. Number two. Now, a lot of people hate on tax because tax had the perfect trip in the wood Memorial and couldn't hold off Tacitus, but how incredible is Tacitus? That's a big question mark in how we break down this race and what tax is going to be. I think that war of will, tax, by my standards, and win, win, win. Those are the only four long shots I'm using. That's it. Those okay. four horses. And One, two, thought, three, and now thir previously 14, now 13, win times three. I like this, man. I like those and looks. Win, yeah, win, I win, like those win looks is, a lot. We were, we were big on win, win, win the other day when we were talking about a closer. Yeah, he's got the most speed of the closers, and this looks like it's going to be a medium pace race. So that that's that kind of I was kind of kind of had that in my back. Plus, win, plus win, a, win. I'm, Deep I'm, dive consensitive. I'm, I'm in a I'm in a derby pool with uh, one of my uh, one of my buddies who's from back east who gives me the daily racing form for all the big races. So shout out to my buddy Whitey. Uh, he runs this derby pool, uh, and I got win, win, win in the derby pool. So, uh, you know, even beyond just the bets that I'm placing. Whitey I'm, from I'm Boston. Pulled, Whitey from Boston. Yeah, you know, you might know him. Wicked Odds. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, a good yeah, guy. guy. Yeah, really nice guy. He sends me the daily racing form for all the big races. He's the man. Um, win, anyway. win, win. One thing about win, win, win that's extremely important and it's not talked about by enough people is that he was blocked. He was blocked in the bluegrass and ah. he was blocked and then he came on again and that's the kind of thing that you look for in a derby horse because a lot of horses get blocked and they kind of just shut down or, or the jockey decides to, to shut them down so he loses by three and a half lengths but man he came back on and that bluegrass was a fast race so you know in fact Vacoma, without Vacoma winning that race in his ugly stride, without <laughs> Omaha Beach being in, you know what? Yeah. So I take that back. I actually take that back. I'm gonna. So there's five. I'm gonna add Vacoma now. Fifteen to one. Nice. 
Okay. Into what I'm, not in my first or second. No, oh, I sure. should say something. Sure, sure. He hits, but you think Vakoma hit the board. For, for, yeah, Vakoma to hit the board has to be a consideration. I like that. I like it. Yeah, I think so. Now, but those those first three, we never talked about tax. I love all – there's one of those three horses, and there's no doubt about this. One of one of war of will, tax, or by my standards is going to get a trip. A rail trip where they save ground and they pound. Gabriel Saez, Junior Alvarado, and Tyler Gaffalione. These are not the jockeys that are on the, the the tip of your tongue when you talk about the best in the business, but they're capable of producing and being in finding that trip. So I like I like these horses a lot. Now, what I have to do is make cuts, right? The most important thing is you have to cut, 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 and yep. you, you know, and so. I've got to decide what the hell I'm going to do because I had a plan. Now, obviously, losing Omaha Beach helps me enormously. I didn't want to have him involved because he was a favorite. So I was planning everything around fading him. So it's great. But I've got to make a decision about game winner and roadster. And, and I, I'm telling you, one of them, both of them are going to be wide the whole time. I want nothing to do with them. I'm, I'm going to have them on involved in my action. But I think the key to this race is fading game winner and fading roadster and fading that – I know that, that that shitty fucking Santa Anita Derby. <laughs> figuring out what we're going to do with the Santa Anita Derby that was all just – Just a played. mess, yeah. That well, was nasty. It was Baffert just pulling the string and puppet mastering the shit. Now, I like Bob Baffert. I like Same. him. I think he's a good guy. But – Game winner wasn't trying in the stretch. Yep. He knew we knew that Roadster needed to come first to qualify. He wasn't. Bob Baffert told Joel he would listen. If you see Roadster out of your right eye, just let him go. And and I hate that shit. So yeah. I I would like they're going to go wide. So what if I succeed on Saturday? Now I'm sure a lot of people think that game winner or Roadster is going to be involved. If I succeed on Saturday, neither of those two horses will be first or second. So I'll say that. I'll, I'll close with that. Uh, if I am rich on Saturday, game winner, roadster, are not – they don't place. Right. They're not in the picture. I like this. Well, they could be, they'll be in the picture. They're going to come okay. running. They're going to be – but they're not going to come first or second. I like this. I like this. I mean, we saw it last year with Magnum Moon. Like that horse was like talked about, and what was it, one among the among the favorites of that race, and now it was a complete non-factor. Uh, that that happens to these legitimately decent horses that uh, you know are, are are way on the outside. In the mud outside. Yeah. The more I say it, the more I'm going to do it. So I, I've got to figure out kind of how I'm going to handle that in the next couple of hours, and and I'm going to make all my money if game winner. And roadster, and it's it scares me to say this out loud, but it's, it's <laughs> winner and roadster are not involved in the picture. Yeah, you know, and I'll, I'm going to give you one other nugget on that, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. Improbable, uh, for what it's worth, I feel like Baffert has kind of keyed on him being the best chance that he has in this race, and I say that because putting blinkers on him uh, in the, in the last race and basically effectively causing that to take him out of that race and uh, you know more or less saving him for this race is a weird move i don't know that i've ever seen baffert do that that felt very kind of machiavellian playing chess trying to position that 
that you know this horse improbable for this race the derby uh and so you know i think i i personally think if baffert really has kind of an ace up his sleeve he's expecting improbable to do something improbable uh so what you're saying but it's it's never happened before and (laughs) we we defeated the curse of apollo we're we're not worried we're not trend guys but if if baffert makes an equipment change right before the derby and it works it's never, as far as I know, it's never happened before. Every equipment change right before the Derby has not been That's met with any success. And if it happens, and Baffert is the greatest of all time. And okay. I'm not, I like him. I like him. I'd have no problem if that was the case. But that's the case that you're building, that he's going to make an equipment change right before the Derby. And, and I love him probably. I love I love Improbable at the five. I love Irad Ortiz. I think Improbable is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. And in fact, the more I talk about it out loud, the more I want to take him on. I think I'm probably going to take him on top in a ton of my action. I think Improbable is extremely dangerous in this race. And now that I think about it, without Omaha Beach crossing over, uh, maximum security, I think that Improbable stalks maximum security. You okay. know what? I'm starting to see an image of improbable picking a spot, saving ground, unlike game winner, unlike roadster, improbable saving ground and catching catching maximum security and winning the Kentucky Derby. And and if that happens with Baffert we have it on tape. <laughs> if that happens with Baffert making this equipment change, there needs to be crazy more time and are you guys ready for that shit? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm ready, man. I'm ready for it. Well, that was fantastic. Let's wrap this up. Jimmy the Bag, thank you again so much for your time. I know how busy you are, and especially this week. Uh, but it was so great to talk to you and finally have you on the podcast. And you better believe uh, when there's something interesting going on with horse racing this summer, we're going to give you a call so you can tell us some more of your favorite stories from the uh, from the track day, from, from your days at the track. So uh, thanks thank again. You. Best yeah, of luck man, this thanks, weekend. Thanks for the time. That was it's good to have somebody talking some sense into us on a who few things. Who knows what they're doing? I yeah, know who somebody who actually doing. knows what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take man. it easy, man, and thanks a lot again. Oh, yeah, much love care. to you guys. I, I love what you guys are doing, and I'm a big fan. So thank you for having me, and and look forward to come back. All right, take care. Perfect. Thanks, man.